If you're playing fantasy or betting on Saturday, you need to see this. I've spent five hours researching this slate, and these are the players you must have and avoid. And let's start with Jonathan Taylor at $7,200, who looks. Since Jeff Saturday took over as the head coach, it's been the Jonathan Taylor show. These are his averages with Saturday. In four games, 19.2 fantasy points, almost three receptions, and 21 rush attempts. So 24 touches per game. That's 53% more points than he had before Jeff Saturday took over. And since Naeem Himes was traded to Buffalo, you're getting a lot more passing game usage. These are targets four targets and three receptions right here in three straight games is giving him a nice floor and massive ceiling so the simple problem here is to play jonathan taylor take his overs he's probably the best running back on the slate for saturday and then there's jk dobbins who's affordable at 5200 and just returned last week to a massive day over 100 yards finds the end zone 20 plus fantasy points on DraftKings, and now he's facing the browns number 29 run defense at a very affordable 5200 so we're easily playing this player right and not so fast you see dobbins Dobbins only saw 28 of 61 snaps. That's not even 50% of the snaps in this game. And he saw 15 carries. Gus Edwards saw 13 carries. Four running backs and a mobile quarterback saw touches and saw volume in this game. So yeah, he had a great game, but most of it came on a 140-yard run. And as he gets healthier, there's a chance he can see more snaps, but it's still a crowded backfield. And he saw no targets. Not something he's really known for anyways. Lack of upside here with high ownership. It's an avoid. Now at the wide receiver position, what do we do with Jalen Waddell, who's $7,000 flat in the last couple of games has not been good. Just five points in two points his last three games hasn't had a big game in over a month now well him being the only seven thousand dollar wide receiver and being seven thousand dollars flat so there's not a perceived value of being like sixty eight hundred means that this talented wide receiver is definitely going to go under own and let's not forget Jalen waddle is still seeing elite usage in terms of red zone targets with eight and 14 deep targets this year it gives him upside and the dude is great top 10 in wide receiver efficiency top 10 in yards after the catch continues to beat man coverage so this is a spot as his price point decreases to buy in on Jalen Waddle. And there's no reason to buy in on Justin Jefferson because, well, the man just keeps doing what he's doing. He was the highest scoring wide receiver last week, and that makes sense as he went over 10 catches and over two. 120 receiving yards now he'll be facing a pretty good Colts secondary that doesn't allow a lot of explosive plays but that means jefferson's probably going to see another eight to ten reception game and if he's just going to pile up usage well we'll take that but is jefferson the best payup option for us on the week more on that in just a moment jonathan taylor and jefferson we've talked about these guys but they're expensive so how do we afford them you need to find value and isaiah mckenzie at 4100 is he the answer for the value question what you get here in mckenzie is a player who's seen his role increases you can look at his snap percentage right here but I'm more interested in his routes, his route rate. He's running a route 78%, 71%, and 70% of the time the last three weeks. That is fantastic. That means he's on the field seeing routes with Josh Allen in this offense. And look, outside of Stefan Diggs, every other player on this team is just going to be inconsistent because they all have their big week. Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. But if he's cheap and he's seeing usage, he's worth a flyer, especially in your Bills stacks. And another player who's worth consideration, let's discuss him, how much of a priority is he, is David Njoku at 42 $200 for the Browns. You see, he returned last week and played 68 of a possible 72 snaps off of injury. That's over 90% of the snaps, people. And this led to a quality game with Deshaun Watson for the first time of about 19 fantasy points, eight targets. He looked really good. And now he faces the Ravens who allow top five production to the tight end position. So Njoku is a quality play, but is he the best tight end? I want to discuss another guy in just a moment. But first, we got to look at this value wide receiver because there's a good chance this might be the best player on the entire slate. And it's Michael Pittman, who is off the bye week. And the last time we saw 
him, it's not going to be encouraging. Just three fantasy points on four targets. It's going to mean he has lower ownership. But that was a difficult matchup. And now he's in a very good matchup versus a poor Vikings secondary. And so far this season with Matt Ryan, because he had a couple of games with Sam Ellinger, but just the games with Matt Ryan, over nine targets and about 15 fantasy points per game. That easily pays off his ridiculous price point in the 5K range. So play Michael Pittman, and there's even more values in this range to discuss. One of those guys is Donovan Peoples-Jones, who look, we've been saying it. It's been written on the wall. Once Deshaun Watson comes back, this big athletic wide receiver who has all the speed and burst in the world, top 10% speed, top 1% of all time, 100th percentile, burst this dude is athletic he can jump out of the gym yeah once a good quarterback in Deshaun Watson who's actually accurate unlike Jacoby Brissett comes back it's going to be fireworks and that's what you got in just his second game with Watson going for a career high 12 targets a career high 114 yards popped off for over 20 DraftKings points now yet again this week he's a quality play although although there are better 5k options one in Michael Pittman and more to come the 5k range spoiler alert is loaded at wide receiver so there is people's Jones what about his quarterback Deshaun Watson honestly at 60 $300. It's a fair price point, but he's still rusty. Now, this past week, he went over 300 total yards, but he still looks rusty out there as it makes sense being off of football for about two years. So what do we do with him here? I honestly don't have interest, but the reason why he has to stay in play, if this top five quarterback comes back any week now, yeah, he's massively underpriced because of that. But a quarterback I have more interest in is $6,000 Kirk Cousins. I don't get this. Kirk Cousins is mispriced. He has the highest team total on the slate at 26 and a half. He has a quality matchup, and he's coming off of a week where he just threw for over 400 yards and 28 DraftKings points. This is obviously a clear mispricing and then you factor in the matchup the Colts have a quality secondary but they rank 30th in pass rush and Kirk Cousins from a clean pocket this year is top 10 in accuracy and efficiency yeah play Kirk Cousins and one way to get different in these potentially popular stacks of Kirk Cousins is to just stack him with three of his teammates and then you start to get a more unique lineup and one of those teammates you should consider is TJ Hawkinson who is a very quality play at $5,000 flat he's now played six games with the Vikings and in these six games he's averaging nearly 12 fantasy points per game and eight targets that is top five tight end production since he's joined the Vikings very quietly at just $5,000. Yes, he is somebody you want to play. And so is his teammate Adam Thielen, who's now scored 20 plus points in two out of his last three games after seeing a bunch of brutal matchups. I mean, look at this. Buffalo, Dallas, New England, the Jets, all top 12 secondaries. And then he finally gets a good one in Detroit. And yeah, he goes for 20 points and finds the end zone on high volume. He's been seeing production every single week. He's top five in routes run, so he's not leaving the field. Adam Thielen is a quality play specifically. And really the only spot I'm looking at him is if you're stacking up Minnesota. And now if you want to find a complete punt play in the $3,000 range, this rookie right here, Alec Pierce off the bye, he's sneaking into the 3K range. Despite scoring nearly 20 points the last time we saw him on eight targets, he finds the end zone 80 yards. He's a quality player. He's out there for every single snap these days and he's explosive. Look, if you're going to start a player in the $3,000 range, you want to have some upside. And he's seen 12 deep targets so far this season, which is top 25 amongst wide receivers. That gives him upside for his price tag. So that's a value at wide receiver, a value at running back the cheapest I would go is $4,800 James Cook who look he didn't have the greatest game last week but he still saw 40% of the snaps that's the second most he's seen on the season so now in back-to-back weeks he's seen his two highest snap counts but since he didn't produce like he did the week before people are less hyped about him even though his usage in 40% of the snaps stayed the same of course he only sees five touches compared to 20 the week before because the game flow did not go the same now the major concern for James Cook is that this is still a pretty healthy three-headed backfield Naeem Himes is being factored in especially on passing downs Devin Singletary 
Terry still being used out there. So it's difficult to see him. One week it might happen, but it's difficult to predict when he just starts seeing 60 to 70% of the snaps. So yes, he is limited. He is capped. He's the cheapest I'd go though at the running back position. And now we must talk about the Miami backfield because Jeff Wilson left the last game with injury, which means Raheem Mostart at 5,300 would be the clear RB1 of Miami if Wilson was to miss. Now, early in the week, Wilson is considered day-to-day, which is better than week-to-week. He might have a chance to play, but it is a short week on Saturday, so track this news. Mostart in this game ended up playing over 90% of the snaps. Salvin Achman only saw five snaps in relief of Jeff Wilson, so this would be a good role for Raheem. Now, the problem is in seven starts this season, Raheem has only seen about 10 fantasy points on 15 touches per game, not even catching two balls per game, so his upside either way is not that great, especially as an eight-point underdog. But a player who does have some quality upside is $6,100 Amari Cooper, who look, in his first game two weeks ago with Deshaun Watson, he sees nine targets. That's great. But then this past week, he only sees five, so now his price point is dropping, and so is people's interest in him. Even though Amari Cooper is still great, top 10 in targets, he's third, third amongst every receiver in the league at beating man coverage, he is still fan fantastic so i'm playing amari and i've already taken him over 55 and a half receiving yards i've taken michael Pittman over 58 and a half receiving yards this is done on prize picks you can check it out as well and you could take this one or any other props that you want for these games on prizepicks.com with a free bet up to 100 a free bet sal yes indeed you click the link in the description below and you use the code sal22 sal22 to get a free bet up to 100 bucks simply put if you put in 20 bucks they give you 20 right back all the way up to 100 you put in 100 you're a heavy hitter a kingpin a head honcho you get a hundred dollar ruskies right back you can check it out with the link in the description below so we started the show talking about an expensive running back in jonathan taylor and then there's another one here in dalvin cook who's also a solid play because he's below seven thousand dollars and dalvin cook right now has as elite of a role as any running back in the league you're looking at 89 83 and 85 percent of the snaps hell if a running back sees 65 to 70 percent that's considered really good now he's seeing nearly 90 percent. and last week his day was salvaged by finding the end zone he wasn't all that efficient and effective but that Lions defense is playing a lot better as of late but cook has everything you want he's ran the second most routes amongst running backs so he's out there for targets and target potential the fourth most red zone touches so he has touchdown potential and then he's top five in overall touches amongst running backs this year he's a great play and yes he is fine to stack up with his quarterback Kirk Cousins and let's close out these expensive running backs with $7,400 Nick Chubb who look he's coming off of two bad weeks if we look at this he hasn't top 10 points in three out of the last four games eight points in back-to-back weeks as the most expensive running back you can expect him to be lower owned here even though this dude is still a bad man second most broken tackles he is third in juke rate he's created on his own independent of his offensive line the sixth most yards in the league and the last time he faced baltimore who is a quality defense for sure well he ended up putting up over 100 total yards at least top three price running backs it's not always the case but they're the three best plays in the slate sometimes a cheaper guy has a lot of upside no these three guys are the three best running back plays in the slate now earlier we mentioned that justin jefferson might be the best pay up wide receiver but there's some other guys here and one of those guys is stefan diggs who is only 8100 dollars stefan diggs let me remind you right now is top three in cheat code targets amongst wide receivers that's his deep target and his red zone targets he has 41 of those so far in the year at $8,100 Stefan Diggs right now drum roll please is he the best wide receiver amongst these payup options but is it Justin Jefferson well we'll have to first discuss this next player and that's Tyreek Hill who's $9,000 saw 24 points in a bad game last week off of that fluke fumble return for a touchdown but he has 33 targets over the last three games 11 per game and that's not fluky and he's seen elite usage 30 deep targets so far this season over two per game is not something to take lightly this creates a lot of upside for you and at $9,000 is he the best wide receiver player on the slate the answer is 
No. The best payup wide receiver on the slate is indeed Mr. Justin Jefferson. And yeah, hell yeah, he's expensive. So one way to potentially afford him is to go off the board and say, hey, let's play Matt Ryan, who's a slight underdog at just $5,200. And he has a nice team total of 22 and a half. When you're a slight underdog with a good team total, it usually means more points. Don't expect a lot of points, maybe 16, 17 points for Ryan here, but he allows you to afford all these expensive running backs and a Justin Jefferson. Now, maybe you don't want to go that route and it's completely fine and you want to just pay up at your quarterback position. Well, if that's the case, and you're going with Josh Allen. It makes sense. He has a nice team total of 25 points. He faces a poor secondary. Miami ranks 25th in coverage so far this year. And earlier in the season, Josh Allen had no problems with this secondary. He threw for 400 yards, got some yards on the ground, and had over 30 DraftKings points. So yeah, if you want to pay up for Josh Allen, you're going to have to find value, likely at the wide receiver position. And there's a lot of it, especially in that 5K range. It just comes down to your overall priorities and interests. I'd rather take the ceiling of a Kirk Cousins or a Josh Allen over trying to get 17 points out of Matt Ryan. Now, one way to be able to afford Josh Allen is cheaper stacking options and Dawson Knox at $3,900 allows you to do that. Now there's good news and bad news for Knox. The good news is look at his route rate. How many times he's out there for a passing play? 76%, 83%, 89%, and 90% last week. I mean, this is elite usage. It led to seven targets last week. But the problem is in week three, when they faced Miami, he saw a season low 54% of the routes. He wasn't out there for that many routes when they were passing. He was staying in the block more against a top five pass rush in Miami. Now, maybe this was just a one week thing, or maybe this was a scheme thing to neutralize their pass rush. And if that's the case well this is a concern for Dawson Knox but keep in mind earlier in the season the Bills offensive line was banged up they've gotten a little bit healthier since then so there is some risk here for Knox but he is cheap now a player that there is risk on but there's way more upside who's also cheap for Josh Allen to stack with is Gabe Davis at $5,000 who I believe is a top five wide receiver player in the slate because he's so dang cheap and he continues to just lead this team in snaps and routes run for Buffalo and look if you're out there that much eventually you're gonna find weeks where you pop off because look Gabe Davis hasn't been great this year his target rate how many times you're being targeted per route your ability to earn targets 79th amongst all receivers that's not great but what i like is his routes run he's running 34 to 35 routes per week with josh allen in this offense all it takes is one or two plays as we've seen this season with davis when earlier this year he was a wide receiver one overall so davis is a really quality play and if you want to see exactly every single player's projections their ownerships on lineup optimizer and where i'm going with every single one of my lineups my exposures well then check out the dfs blueprint that is going to be linked down below in the description in this blueprint you'll get access to every single NFL tool that I have for DFS and betting and a whole lot more for every other sport if you're interested in NBA, DFS, and betting, PGA, UFC, and more. So if you want to join the thousands of people right now using the DFS blueprint to stop losing and win more, well, click the link in the description to learn more. Best of luck on Saturday, you beautiful people.